Hello, you're listening to Radio Maria England, and this is Father Toby with your word for today. And we're going to begin with the gospel from today's Mass, which is taken from Mark chapter 3. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lakeside, and great crowds from Galilee followed him. From Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, Transjordania, and the region of Tyre and Sidon, Great numbers who had heard of all he was doing came to him. And he asked his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, to keep him from being crushed. For he had cured so many that all who were afflicted in any way were crowding forward to touch him. And the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, would fall down before him and shout, You are the Son of God. But he warned them strongly not to make him known. I remember once hearing the story of a priest who, preparing for Mass, dropped an altar bread on the floor in the sacristy, and so quite properly put it in the bin, but as he did so said, O poor little altar bread, you were to be transformed into something so marvellous, and now you are consigned to the rubbish. I thought of this today in the context of our gospel because Jesus does something which can seem rather strange or rather distant or cold. People are crowding around him, desperate to touch him and to be healed from their ailments. And he puts himself in a place where they can no longer touch him, rather out on a boat at sea. Has he rejected them? Has he distanced himself from them? Well, no, I don't think so, even though sometimes the fact that Jesus does not do what we want him to do in the moment that we pray for it, even though it can feel like he's rejected us. It's a repeated theme in the Narnia novels that I've been so immersed in lately. Aslan does not come the very moment he is summoned, because you can't summon God. He's not a genie in a bottle. His ways are not our ways. And yet we always see that even when far away, Aslan has not truly been distant. The scene in the gospel provides us with an illustration of what must happen within our interior lives regarding the Lord. The people can be said in some ways to have been single-minded in their devotion to Jesus and fervent in their desire for him. But when we look closely at their desire, we think, was it motivated simply by the desire for physical cures of their ailments and their loved ones? The attraction is real and powerful. It drives them to put their complete focus on the Lord. But maybe only for so long as there was a felt need that he could satisfy. And so I want us to consider that Jesus' choice to get into a boat and distance himself a bit from the crowd was also an act of love, that his refusal to give them what they most wanted in that moment was also an act of love. But why? Because this act allowed Jesus to help them refocus upon his deeper mission. Though he did miracles out of compassion and because they manifested who he was, God Almighty, His primary focus was to teach people 
and to lead them into the fullness of truth of the message that he was preaching. And therefore, by separating himself from them, they were invited to listen to him rather than just try to touch him for the sake of a physical miracle. And there's a danger that they would have touched him, got their miracle, and then gone away without ever really having learned anything about him. For Jesus, the spiritual wholeness he desired to give the crowd was much, much, much greater and of much more importance than any physical healing that might also be given. And so in our own lives, Jesus may, at least from our perspective, seem to separate himself from us in somewhat superficial ways, so that we will be more open to the deeper and more transforming purpose of his life. For example, he might remove certain feelings of consolation which we used to get in prayer, or he might permit us to encounter some tough trial through which he seems to be less present to us. But when he allows this to happen or causes it to happen, it's always so that we will turn to him on a deeper level of trust and openness, so as to be drawn more deeply into a relationship of love, and so to become more like him, and not just get what we want from him. And so there's a chance for us, reflecting upon today's gospel, to ask ourselves, how single-minded is my devotion to the Lord? And to ponder whether my relationship with Jesus is based around getting what I want from him or becoming like him. We might ask ourselves if our relationship with God is a bit like the person who goes to a church to the food bank but doesn't go into the church, or in my case who perhaps spends more time in the church bookshop and then doesn't spend enough time in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Now that little altar bread mentioned at the start, if it had a personality, it would probably be most concerned with just getting out of the bin. But its true concern should be to become what it was made to be, to become the body, blood, soul and divinity of Christ. But that altar bread doesn't have a will, but we do, and we should make sure that our aim doesn't settle for less than a share in the divine life either.